Kaya Vineyard and Winery announces its third annual Jeep show, Jeeps in the Vines, on Saturday, April 20th, 2019 from 11 to 5 p.m. at 5400 Town Creek Road in Dahlonega, Georgia. Beautiful Dahlonega, Georgia. Jeep owners, Jeep lovers, families, dogs, they're all welcome to enjoy live music, great food, and unique Jeeps at the third annual Jeep show presented by Kaya Vineyard and Winery. Guests are welcome to shop from specialty vendors, participate in contests and raffles, and explore Kaya's Vineyard through our Jeep Vineyard Trail Ride. For just $25, register your Jeep in the Jeep Show and receive a swag bag with a free t-shirt, a koozie, stemless wine glass, trail ride token, and complimentary parking. Registered Jeeps are asked to arrive at 10 a.m. You don't drive a Jeep? Well, join us as a guest with $5 parking and enjoy in-house barbecue, wine, and beer available to purchase during the show. And Kaya wants your art to make the event shine. Artists and graphic designers of all ages are encouraged to participate in our Jeep Show logo contest. The winning design will be showcased on all event t-shirts. Plus, the contest winner and their three chosen guests will receive a free night stay in a newly renovated cabin at Dahlonega Resort and Vineyard as well as four food tickets for the day of the event. Pretty cool, huh? Please submit contest entries to marketing at kayavineyards.com. That's marketing at kayavineyards.com. That's K-A-Y-A, vineyards.com. Kaya has also partnered with TLC Humane Society to sponsor dog and cat, cat adoptions throughout the event and accept donations. Cash and check donations are welcome, as well as treats, toys, towels, and laundry soap. Last year, over $1,500 was raised to help our furry friends, and multiple loads of goods were driven back to the shelter. Event will be held rain or shine. Vineyard Trail will be canceled or may be canceled if inclement weather occurs. No refunds will be given. And let me tell you, Dahlonega is a beautiful place for those of you that are interested in, in, in going to this event. It's a lot of fun, and it's, it's all day from 11 to 5 p.m. Uh, great food, great music. It's something you don't want to miss. That's at Kaya Vineyard and Winery, and that's 5400 Town Creek Road, Dahlonega, Georgia. You can also visit their website at kayavineyards.com. That's K-A-Y-A vineyards.com. Thank you for downloading this week's episode of Throwback Country Music. I am your host, Britt Jones. Do me a huge favor and please hit that subscribe button. It's absolutely free and you'll never miss an episode. Thank you so much for doing that. Go a step further. Give us that five-star rating and write a quick review of the show. That helps the podcast continue to grow and it helps me to be able to bring you each week a new country music superstar from the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. Visit us on the web at throwbackcountrymusicpodcast.com. You can also email me at b, as in boy, bjones, at throwbackcountrymusicpodcast.com. You can email me your comments, your questions, who you would like for me to interview, all of that good stuff. 
Now, this week's episode is with the daughter of June Carter Cash and stepdaughter of Johnny Cash, Miss Carlene Carter. Now, me and Carlene had such a great time during this interview. We, I had so, I had several outtakes uh, that's not on this podcast, but you can find them on my Facebook page forward slash Brit Jones Music. That's one T. But anyway, we started laughing so much because uh, Carlene's phone kept uh, hitting a dead spot. And so she would uh, have, we had several drop calls. And it was all during the conversation we were having about her, Pam Tillis, and Lori Morgan. And so she would start the conversation, uh, Pam, Lori, and I, and then it would drop. And it happened so many times that we just started laughing so hard. And we had such a good time doing this interview. Uh, so there's a few spots in there where you'll hear just a few seconds of dead silence. Well, there you go. That's what it was from. But I hope you enjoyed this episode. Carlene Carter is uh, definitely country music royalty. She shares a story that no one else has heard about Johnny Cash, and it's really, really cool. So I'm looking forward to you hearing that and sharing your thoughts and comments about that. So be sure you uh, go to Facebook and follow Carlene on there. You can also visit her website. She does. Uh, she still tours and does some intimate concerts, you know, and so that's a really cool thing. She's a big songwriter and and still performs uh, on a monthly basis. But she is uh, she is a sweetheart. We had a great time. I'm looking forward to you uh, checking out this interview. So, without further ado, here is country music royalty, Miss Carlene Carter. We are sitting here today with the one and only talented and lovely Miss Carlene Carter. Carlene, thank you for being on the show. Well, thank you very much, Brent. I'm glad to be here on Throwback Country Music. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna we're we're about to, we're gonna touch on that '90s country in just a little bit, but I wanted to start off because I was so interested in reading your bio off your website. That, of course, so many of our listeners, Carlene, know who the Carter family is, but you started at the age of 17, uh, basically your career singing with them, correct? Yeah, I did. Uh, I, I Basically, what happens is, uh, and it's happened to all my cousins and my sisters and all of us, they kind of throw you out on stage. Uh, right. They kind of like have you go out on during Circle Being Broken, and if you don't break people's eardrums, you get to stay long enough to see if you can sing. Oh, so you, <laughs> wow! <laughs> I kind, I, I think I really my first time I was about sixteen when I did that, and I was at a, a revival kind of thing with Rex Humbard, uh, was an evangelist that you know john and june were going to play a show at his church or something yeah. and that we sang circle be unbroken and i stood between my aunt helen and my aunt nita and it was the first time i'd sang publicly on stage and my my leg was shaking and bouncing so much uh. the only time i think i ever was what would be considered nervous except for me i was just so excited so you know, over the years, people say, don't you get nervous? It's like, no, I get excited. Right. Uh, yeah, so I've been at it a good long time, huh? Well, that's, <laughs> you know. and 45 years. <laughs> is it 45? Wow. Yeah, I guess. 45, well, 63, 46 years. Well, you don't look 63. You still look amazing. 
Well, thank you. I'm working <laughs> on it. Okay. Um, well, one, th- you know, touching on that, I am so interested in knowing this question. Um, and I'm sure you were close, but uh, what was Miss Maybell Carter like off stage? Was she the what we as fans would hope she was as a grandmother, or how how was your oh, relationship? Oh, she was my favorite person. My oh. grandma was. Uh, yeah. I cried to go to grandma's. I cried to if I had to leave grandma's. <laughs> I it was all about grandma because she was fun. Yeah. Um. She. I was her first grandchild, a granddaughter. Mm-hmm. So that was a special bond. Yeah. And she, everything she did is everything I wanted to do. Like she loved bowling. She uh-huh. loved fishing. She loved working in the garden. Uh, so many of the things that I really enjoy in my life, I learned from my grandma and did wow. with my grandma. Uh, she was a great driver. I loved driving. You know, she uh-huh. was not scared to go fast. She could talk <laughs> the cops out of it. Um, you know, uh, she was a perfectionist in a way, uh, and she was inv- inventive uh, as far as, like, you know, the way she developed her guitar style. Definitely. And I've certainly inherited that, that all things are possible attitude of, like, hey, I don't play the piano like I was taught to play by the classical trainer, uh-huh. you know. Uh-huh. I I have some of those aspects in the way I play, but I play whatever my body feels. And it doesn't feel anything fancy most of the time. It's just ba- really basically, even though I'm probably capable of playing much more, you know, fancy, right. I don't. But Grandma, you know, coming up with the guitar style she did is I've come up with my own kind of Carter family scratch style, which is based on hers, but it, it's, I'm never going to do it exactly like her. Yeah. I learned how to do it like her, but it's in my body to do it slightly a little bit different. Right. And, um, so yeah, grandma is a great grandma and she was funny and she, which wasn't that she was like funny, that you laugh all the time, but she just fussed at my granddaddy all the time, and they just fussed at each other. And granddaddy was constantly winking behind her back at me because he'd wind her up. And you know, it's just like these things that you see as a kid that you remember when you yeah. grow up, and you go, "Oh, I see. That was their whole their little foreplay, or they're yeah. playing together." Oh, <laughs> uh, what treasures fun. you have in your memory? Mm-hmm. You know, I do. I um, really do. We, what you know? One of the most famous arenas or stadiums that is in the world, Carlene, is Wembley Stadium, and I saw that. Well, um, oh, it, I lost I, you for a second. What'd you say? The Wembley Stadium, the most oh, famous, yeah. one of the most famous arenas in the world. I love how uh, that you got to sing in that stadium. That's a really cool story. I was reading. Oh yeah, I did. Um, well, I've sang there a few times. Okay. Uh, they had, at Wembley, they had, uh, for a long time, they had, I can't remember what they called it, but it was a big country festival that they had. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, Wembley was, you know, like, uh, amazing experience. It was like a huge, huge audience. Mm-hmm. And then later on, got to sing at Royal Albert Hall. Oh, wow. Usually, yeah, usually I I got to sing at some of these places that I always thought were the, the epitome of, 
success. Yeah. To sing there, it didn't matter how you got to sing there. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, most of mine was uh, on the arm. Uh, most of mine were on the arm of uh, someone else. You know, in the sense of uh, either with mom and John or the Carter family, or uh, opening for someone. You know, like I yeah. got to. Hold on a second. Uh, okay, sorry about that. I had a call coming in. I didn't want it to keep. Is this messing you up? All oh, this? No, I'm good. Okay, good. All right. Uh, so, not that long ago, I got to play Carnegie Hall because wow. I was opening for John Mellencamp. Yeah. And I never thought I'd make it to Carnegie Hall. Mm. There's a certain amount of reality that sits in, um, you know, as you get older yeah. in this business where you just kind of go, you know, I'm probably never going to headline at Carnegie Hall. That was fine. I got to sing on that stage by myself. Yeah. And my husband got to go out on that stage and sing with me and so to me that's like i was at carnegie hall y'all i don't care what that's it that's it (laughs) but i got to see the world and i got to learn how to be an entertainer in front of a lot of people which is the best way to learn how yeah uh and watching my folks on the stage you know i bet yeah and my grandma was just like uh far as grandma she I remember the very first time she, I really realized what an impact she had on others right. was with you, me, myself, and my sister Rosie, and my cousin Lori, and I believe Roseanne was there as well. We got to go with the Carter sisters and Maybell. Mama wasn't there. It was Helen, Nita, and Maybell, and opened for the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, and it was right oh. after the Dirt Band Circle Being Broken. Yeah. And Grandma, but they introduced her, and before she even made it all the way on the stage or touched her instrument, she got a giant standing ovation from all of these kids who were sitting there smoking pot with their legs crossed oh into college. And I went, oh, my goodness, my grandma. They they know who my grandma uh-huh. is. Because <laughs> to me, she was grandma. Right, right. She just happened to, you know, play. That's, that's um, I love that story. Yeah, it's cool. And so when you, uh, you know, you, you had several years of making records and then uh, the 90s hit when, and I always tell this to my guests, Carlene, and I think you'd agree, something about the early 90s, women started getting a push. You know, we started having all these incredible singers like Pam Tillis, Lori Morgan, Carlene Carter, Kathy Mateo. Uh-huh. You know, what, what was it about that that, made, that had the women were just on fire then? Well, I'll tell you this, from my perspective, and I think I could probably even speak for Lori and Pam, a lot of it had to do with the fact that up until the late, very late 80s, -hmm. uh, there were very few women that could go out and tour as a headline act and make it. It always was attached to a man. And that was explained to me from the label and when I re-signed to Warner's that uh, you know, 85% of the buying market were women and women didn't like women. And I said, that's just insane. I'm sorry. I'm not buying it. Yeah. Um, they want to buy men's records. Well, I also really believed when I came back into that, that video was going to sell records. And I think that that's a lot of what helped people like myself, Pam and Lori yeah. was and for certainly for me, because my video broke before my single broke. People were calling radio stations and saying, I saw this on CMT. 
is something about what you want to do that for. It's mm-hmm. uh, curling red with blonde hair, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I really believed in it, that that uh, that that was a great well way to sell women. You know, still for many years after that, until yeah. Lauren and Pam and I, coincidentally, did our first all-female headline. So me, Pam, and Lori, I think, you know, that because they had been so used to attaching um, men to major tours, mm-hmm. and the women were the kind of like the uh, token chick singers in the beginning to go out and warm everybody up, right. that once that we kind of proved that we could actually sell tickets and, pe- you know, get good reviews and and actually be, um, no, you know, substantially successful yeah, at it yeah. and so that i was really proud to be a part of that plus we did some good you know we did we were connected with craft foods and we were mm. doing a lot to help uh people with uh getting food bank stuff and right. anyway uh yeah so that, those, that was a great fun tour and I very bet. empowering for the three of us yeah, i think I, mm-hmm. that sounds like an amazing tour <clears throat> um so you referred to him as Big John. That was your stepfather, Mr. Johnny Cash. Was uh-huh. he? What kind of influence did he have on you? Do you believe in the nineties when you were hitting it? In the, you know what, he had a constant influence on me just because he had been one of the most important people to tell me about. Do not try and be something you're not ever. Always be true to yourself and never be afraid to be unique. Wow. When I, when everyone else don't, you know, when they say this is country music, this is rock music, this is blues music, this is classical music, don't pay attention to that. You mm-hmm. make your own music. Say this is Carlene music, very much like what he did. Yeah. And so that was, you know, the one of the greatest pieces of advice. And then my mom was the one that told me about writing songs. She was like. You know, if you can just write one simple little song like I did, mm-hmm. Ring of Fire, yeah. you can, <laughs> just a little song like Ring of Fire, <laughs> yeah, just a little. You, you too can have a new dining room suite. You know, it's like uh-huh. you can make a living at it. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I, I tell the audience that all the time uh, about how I became a songwriter. Yeah. I, You know, when you come from the kind of legacy that I come from, mm-hmm. It is the family business, but it is a huge amount of, um, you know, people say, aren't you intimidated by that? And it's like it it never was intimidating to me because they didn't let it be or they never made it be. There was never like you're never going to make, you know, be as good as we were or Mm -hmm. but keep on trying. Nothing like that ever. Right. It's like they were always just championing uh, all of us to do whatever we were doing. Um, Sometimes, you know, like I got advice from John. He said, never say the word shit on stage Uh because remember Mabel Carter's your grandma. And, uh, of course, I went ahead and said much worse than that. And, you know, to this day, I'll say, if I say shit, I say, oh, crap. I said shit. Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> can i say that on your podcast That's fine. <laughs> okay well you can you know, now it's just like be human and be real because yeah. that's what made him so 
such a great artist was he was very real and very yeah. down to earth. Uh-huh. And when he wasn't, bad shit happened. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I can say from my own experience, the few times in my life that I actually listened to people and knew in my gut that it wasn't the right thing to do musically mm-hmm. and even expressed it to them. And they said, look, we know better. You know, it, it, it always ended badly. Right. It, it never was successful because I can't be somebody I'm not. I can't pretend I feel like I'm cheating uh the audience. I feel like I'm lying. I have a a wonderful respect and uh, appreciation for anybody that comes to see me play because I'm, I'm the luckiest girl on the planet to even just be above ground for one thing, but to actually still being able to go out and, and play and meet new people and be inspired again. I mean, being back in Nashville for me has been, so good to my spirit and to my inspiration level wow. because living out um, in the middle of kind of nowhere mm-hmm. and seeing live music so rarely, unless I happen to be working with somebody, I was losing that thing that always drove me so much, which was being inspired. Wow. Um, and you know, now I've, I've, got a cool new band i've met some really great new people i've still got my old people that i admire and am always inspired by but you know just it it's great and i get excited about feeling that inspiration again because you know when you do it long long time and this is one of the only businesses that i know that you constantly have to be aware of your inspiration level Mm. You know, if you really want to be authentic and be yourself out there, you've got to have a certain amount of excitement about what you're doing you're right. or, or happiness at the, the actual, just at the act of playing and sharing yourself. And so I have the most wonderful time because all I have to do is go out there and be me and I don't have an act. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have, I just go out and be me and I cut up and stuff comes out of my mouth that it probably shouldn't sometimes, but they love it. And yeah. I don't do it on purpose. It's just, <laughs> I just go with the flow. That's right. Yeah. And you, I have a lot of fun doing it. And you should. Do you, let me ask you this. Do you still play? I fell in love and uh, on live or. Yeah. Oh yeah. I do. Sometimes I forget to play I Fell in Love because I'll, I'll end up talking too much in the set, and it's usually near the end. Uh-huh. And if I'm going to cut something, I'll I usually won't, I'll usually cut I Fell in Love as opposed to Will the Circle Be Unbroken. Right, right. Just because I feel like that's my, uh, just I'll remember where we're at, uh-huh. you know, yeah. the Church of Music. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I uh, I love that's one of my favorite songs of all time. Will the circle be unbroken? Oh yeah, it's yeah, great. I never it's it. it's always you know anybody wants you to sit in, you can always say circle B. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I uh, I did a show. <clears throat> I I opened up for uh, Jamie O'Neill, and uh-huh. uh, she uh, invited me back up on stage for her encore to sing Will the Circle Be Unbroken. Oh, neat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a... And then I saw Travis Tritt a couple of years ago, and he closed his show with Will the Circle Being Broken. I think this is just, like, become such a standard for... as an identification of, uh, yeah. you know, country music. And even uh, mm-hmm. when we did the Willie uh, show 
that you know the Willie Birthday Bash at the Bridgestone Arena. Oh yeah, yeah. We went out and uh, Circle Be Unbroken was in that, and it always is. Yeah. And um, and then I'm doing this thing on the Kayamo cruise with the War and the Treaty, and they're doing a couple of Carter family songs, and one of them is Circle Be Unbroken, uh. and. You know, just that song alone has been such a uh, thread through through music. Mm-hmm. It really has. And I think it's just like that. No, even though it's a song about a funeral and burying your mother. Yeah. I remember being a young teenager and going on stage and me and Roseanne and Rosie were all up there and. Roseanne sort of pointed out, do you realize that we're just dancing around and smiling and laughing <laughs> in a song that <laughs> we suddenly went, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> she says, I just figured that out. Oh, my gosh, we got to calm it down because we would just get out there and be so dancing and yeah. moving and grooving. <laughs> Yeah. I was just following my mother's lead. Yeah. Was- <laughs> <laughs> I bet it was fun to watch her perform, wasn't it? Oh my gosh, I had the greatest gift in and getting to watch the some of the greatest entertainers yeah. that were my parents. Yeah. And learn how and, to do it. It was like the and the comfort level of an audience uh really goes back to that. Yeah. Of I know that they came there to see us and mm-hmm. that they're happy to see us and if I could just like make one person's day a little bit better, just one person out of thousands, I'm yeah. doing a good job. Oh, I love that. I love mm. it. Now, I, I didn't have this in my notes, but I, I just thought of it. Uh, <clears throat> well, Ring of Fire, of course, is a staple in not only country, but other genres. Um, yeah. Now, what was your take, just because I'm a fan, I'm asking from a fan perspective, what was your take on, on the, the, of course, worldwide famous movie, Walk the Line? Yay, nay, or was it right on? Well, or? you know what? For the for the time period that they covered, yeah, they, they did a pretty dang good job. Okay, because really and truly, there was, you know, it was a movie, mm-hmm. and how can you get all of it? They exactly. managed to, you know, the one thing that always struck me, which I will say is so movie ish, is that John went to church once and changed his entire life. Mm. And one, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, just one. They took one, him to church and he was healed. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't get, they didn't go any further into the constant struggle over the years sure. that went into the man that he was. Yeah. You know, um, you know, flawed and perfect uh-huh. in that. Yeah. Um, but he was amazing father to me and Rosie, and I will always, always uh, respect and love him and miss him a lot yeah I, i'll tell you a funny story just between you and i and if you, you can put it on there if you want to but okay. i had a dream when they when they both passed mom and john and then my sister rosie too it was a really hard year and uh some of my sisters my cash sisters were saying they were having dreams that john would visit them in dreams and and i was like well i have dreams too sometimes and but I had this one dream one night, which just made me feel so much better about everything because there was a lot of grieving going on. It was right. just overwhelming. And I dreamed that I was in a mall and John and I were sitting at a soda fountain kind of thing. And 
my mother was an incredible shopper. She loved to shop. That mm-hmm. was her thing. John used to say she had a black belt in shopping. <laughs> well, I remember that I was crying in my dream, and John uh, touched, held my hand, and he said, Baby, why are you crying? Don't be sad. And I said, I said I'm crying because I miss you so much. And he said, But, baby, don't be sad. We're at the mall. <laughs> 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 I thought you were going to say like, we're, "We're don't be sad. We're in heaven. We'll see you again." <laughs> yeah, no, we're at the mall. We're at the mall. And, but that they used to love to go to Sam's Club yeah. or Walmart or any one of those kind of places and uh-huh. get it in the handicap carts and drive around <laughs> in the mall like they're in bumper cars and load up. But just bullshit, <laughs> you know. They just get mama's shopping addiction fixed, and John be with mom, yeah. and you know they were just so funny. Yeah, awesome. But we're at the mall, yeah. Don't cry <laughs> because, and I remember knowing. Well, of course we're at the mall. Mama loves to shop. Yeah. We're at the mall. No, that's special. It was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's <laughs> man. That's a. I love that though, Carlene. That really is special that you had that dream, you know. I think so too. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing we always do on the show, Carlene, we we leave uh, we leave the show asking this one question to all my artists, and they all say different answers, which is really cool. Uh, okay. If there were a Mount Rushmore of country music artists, and for you, I, I can't wait to hear your answer because of your influence, but who would you put on there? And, oh, my and we do too. We do too. Like, cause it's so hard for like Lori had a tough time too. Um, you can do one for men and one for women or groups, you know? Well, I think for me, yeah. And, and it, it's going to be mostly relatives sure. for me. It would be my mother, yeah, my grandmother. Yeah. How, how many, how many can I have? Four. Four. Okay, my mother, my grandmother, uh, John, mm-hmm. and my daddy. Oh yeah, yes. and that would be great for me. Mm-hmm. But if I was going to do one of all women, it would be my grandma, my mother, and my aunt Helen and Anita. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. Speak, speaking because of, I learned everything from them. Uh, that, that's so cool to hear. And speaking of your daddy, uh, what an incredible. Uh, artist he was too, Mr. Carl. He Smith. was. Oh, buddy, mm-hmm. he was a real deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he was. I loved his voice, and he had a wicked sense of humor. Did he? Oh my God, <laughs> <laughs> he was naughty. Him and Goldie just naughty. They they just loved scaring us. You know, oh, like really? <laughs> if if we got if we got hurt doing something like riding a horse and got whiplash or something uh-huh. doing. My daddy would laugh his ass off. It was never, it was like, it's just part of life, kid. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, man, I've been guilty of that. What, it was like one of my best friends falls right in front of me. I start laughing. <laughs> I can't help it. It's like, it's something it's, about it. Yeah. I have a phobia about rats, and I can't stand even like looking at a picture of a rat. It freaks me the hell out. Oh, gosh. But also, too, anytime anyone just falls down. <laughs> I love all those TV shows where people are trying to do stuff and they just fall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty <laughs> fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Well, thank you, Carlene, for being on the show. You're so welcome, and thank you for being so patient about my phone service. Uh, that's all right. No problem. Um, but, uh, I've, you know, y'all can go to CarleneCarter.com to see some upcoming dates. And uh, are you excited about this year? Are you going to be doing some more dates? or? Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm excited. I'm, I'm playing Baton Rouge on uh, February 7th, mm-hmm. and then I'm going down and jump on the Kayamo Cruise. Nice. Uh with Emmy Lou Harris, Jason Isbell, uh, oh, wow. ton of people, ton of great people, and do that for for a week, and then I'm coming home and pack up and move to another house. Yeah, and then I'm playing Memphis, and I don't know why I'm not playing in Chattanooga, but I'm just doing a few dates along the way. Yeah, well, good. And. That's yeah, awesome. so we're good. It's yeah. all good. Well, good deal. Well, thank you so much, Carlene. You have a blessed day, and we look forward to talking to you again sometime. Okay, thank you very much. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Miss Carlene Carter. I know I sure did. Uh, like I said earlier in the podcast, be sure you visit us, visit us on the web at throwbackcountrymusicpodcast.com. Uh, we have an art week. You can listen to the archives. If you've missed any of our episodes with any of the country music stars, you can uh, go to that website, click on the button that says click here to listen, and there you go. Uh, you can go to our archives and listen to any episode you want to listen to, from Lori Morgan to Shenandoah to John Barry to Wade Hayes to Jamie O'Neill to Thompson Square to Stella Parton, and many, 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 many more interviews. We're having a blast doing this and bringing it to you weekly. Uh, be sure you email me, email me your questions uh, and comments about the show at bjones at throwbackcountrymusicpodcast.com. Let me know what state you're listening from, or if you're listening from the UK or Australia. Uh, please email me that as well, and let me know where you're from. That's really, really cool that we have people listening all over the place. So, have a great week. And next Monday, you will hear the interview with 90s country music star, Mr. Brian White. Have a blessed week, and I'll talk to you then. If you are interested in advertising with Throwback Country Music, hit me up. Email me, B Jones, that's B as in boy, Jones, at throwbackcountrymusicpodcast.com. It's such a great way to get your business or your organization or your event out to many, many, many people. I'm very thankful for this week's episode and the sponsor, which is Kaya Vineyards in Dahlonega, Georgia. Kaya Vineyards and Winery is such a really, it's such a beautiful place, really cool location. And for those of you that uh, love to go to these vineyards and these uh, taste testings, it's definitely a place that you need to put on your list. Of course, it's in the Northeast Georgia mountains. So if you're traveling, if you're a tourist, if you love to travel and go to, uh, if you, and if you hadn't been to the North Georgia mountains, it's a beautiful place. I highly recommend it because uh, I'm from Georgia and I love the mountains. So, Kaya Vineyards, thank you so much for sponsoring this week's episode. And, like I said, if you're interested in advertising your business to many, many people, hit me up. We have the best rates out there, guaranteed.